Hi, Brandon Monroe here, and you're listening to the Bernie Breakdown. As all the team's trucks head south to Daytona, it's time for us to make our NASCAR season predictions. I'm, I'm sure this is going to go great. They, they always hit. As always, I'm Brandon Monroe. Welcome to the Bernie Breakdown. Uh, Jeremy Miller, who's been in here the last couple episodes, he's hanging with us tonight. And a big round of applause. Welcome back, Mark Chavez. Marky, how you doing? Doing, doing pretty good. Looking forward to getting the season started. That's that's what weekend. I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. Should be a great action of week, uh, great action of racing this weekend. Let's start with our predictions. Let's start with the truck series. You know, that's how we normally do it here. Start with the the lower series first and work our way up. Uh, last year, very exciting season came down right to the last corner of the last lap. Zane Smith ending up bringing home his first truck series championship. A lot of first time, you know, rookie drivers this year. And let's uh, let's start there. And we're going to probably do this pretty much throughout for all top three series. But in the truck series, what are you guys looking at for first time winners in the Craftsman Truck Series this year? We have a lot of new names in the series, a lot of especially full time names. Uh, I don't necessarily think a lot of them will win, but we have Taylor Gray being full time. Nick Sanchez being full time. Uh, Daniel Dye, Raja, I'm sure there are other ones I'm forgetting. Uh, but I think our first-time winners this year are going to be Taylor Gray and Nick Sanchez. Uh, Taylor Gray had some moments last year where he was really close. And uh, of those guys that are like true rookies and with not very many starts, uh, the ARCA competitors from last year being Nick Sanchez, Raja Cruz, and Daniel Dye. Uh, I think Nick Sanchez was just the fastest. I think he's also – I know it's not a KBM team, but they have support from KBM. Uh, I think those two will find victory lane this year. So I went a similar direction here in terms of having an ARCA guy, and then I also have Taylor Gray, but my ARCA guy is Daniel Dye. I just got a feeling he's with a more established race team with Ben Sanchez, or, and I think he's got a little bit of a talent gap on Raja right now there at GMS. So I, just, I think I see him victory, finding victory lane. And I think as as much as I may not want to see it, I think Hosovar finally gets one done this year. So I have three first-time winners in the truck series this season. Yeah, I know I was hyping up all of the the first time winners, but <laughs> you guys are gonna hate me for this one. I I don't have any. I think this is gonna be you're gonna see the veteran guys really just move forward, kind of carry the torch for at least one more season. Uh, I expect a lot of big things out of Zane Smith, uh, Ty Majeski, another driver who you saw come on really strong at the end of the year, and don't don't count out Corey Heim either. Um, I know different team with Tricon Garage, but I think that those three. They could possibly be a big three type of season from them. And I think they're just going to scoop up a lot of wins and you're not going to get any new faces, at least in terms of the full-time drivers. You know, maybe somebody like a Corey LaJoy driving the seven truck ends up winning a race would be his first truck win. But in terms of the regular drivers, I I don't see anybody new going to victory lane this year. Uh, Taking a big step forward here, a truck series final four. I am. Again, you guys seem a lot higher on the newer guys than myself. Uh, do you have anybody making a deep playoff run in the truck series? Well, I think there are certainly chances for new guys to compete, to win races. Uh, but I think what we'll see in the Final Four is a lot of established guys. 
I have two returning from last year in Zane Smith and Ty Majeski. Uh, one guy who is new to full-time but did win last year in Corey Heim. And in this last spot, I'm just it's it was hard to fill out. And there are some guys that, that move to not as great of teams. Uh, Chris Jack is being a main one. You have a guy like Ben Rhodes who has, has managed to squeak his way in the last couple years. Uh, and I went back and forth so much so that written down, I still don't have anyone for the fourth guy. So I'm going to go with someone who last year had a bit of a bounce back year, uh, is a veteran, and that's Stuart Friesen. Yeah, so for my final four, I went with St. Smith and Majeski as well. I think those two are definitely the uh, biggest locks in the series. Obviously, stuff can happen and they can miss it, but I think those are probably, you know, if you were to look at, like, the odds of making it, those two are probably the highest. And then I uh, I have Corey Heim as well. I think he's going to have a really big year this year. Uh, good step in his development. Uh, cheated a little bit last night to win the MNR championship, but I don't think that's going to matter too much. And, and we'll see. Uh, I think I have Ben Rhodes get it back to the final four again as well. Uh... So, I just want to make sure I heard Marks correct the first time. You said Zane Smith, Corey Heim, Ty Majeski, and Stuart Friesen? That is correct. Yeah, I don't need to do much explaining what's mine then. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we have the same final four. Um, again, I kind of already touched on it. Zane Smith, I think he's going to have a big year. Um, Corey Heim, there are some question marks with the newer team, but I still think he's going to put up some pretty solid numbers in his first season driving for Tricon. Uh, Ty Majeski, again, a little, some question marks. Uh, last time uh, Thor Sport went to Ford, not overly impressive. Yes, they did win a championship with Matt Crafton, who didn't win a race that year. Um, I, I'm a little curious to see how that goes, but Majeski just seems like a pretty solid all-around driver. And even if they do take a little bit of a step back, I still expect them to have a strong year, especially on the short tracks. And Stuart Friesen, you know, it was a lot of up and down last year for him. But just given what I feel like the state of the truck series is right now, I, I just kind of have him pegged as that fourth guy. So I'm, I'm right there with you. And I think that's going to be the final four comes Phoenix in the fall. Now, obviously, you wouldn't be able to do predictions without having a champion. So out of those four guys... For each of you, um, who do you have winning the championship in the trucks? I have Zane Smith going back-to-back, securing his second Truck Series championship. Yeah, I have Zane Smith as well. Kid's on the rise right now. This will probably be his last full-time year in trucks if things go to plan, so I think he's going to go out there and win another. Yeah, so that's a, a clean sweep for Zane Smith. Um, he's, he's just the guy. I, I think we've made that pretty clear, and... Um, it's going to take a lot to bring him down. I, I expect them to you know be on it. I'm sure Ford is putting a lot of focus on that team. And Zane Smith, he's, he's probably the best driver in the truck series. I don't think that's a stretch. So I don't think it's a shocking pick from any of us. But Zane Smith, though, that is, uh, that's who we got winning the championship for the truck series. Moving to the Xfinity series, let's start that off the same way. First-time winners. There was a lot of guys last year who were close. I'm sure we at least have a couple that we think are going to break through. Yeah, you have a lot of guys, actually, in the Xfinity series, I think, in competitive equipment uh, that have a chance to get in their first first uh, first win. Uh, 
couple guys coming back from last year that were full time, like Sam Mayer and Sheldon Creed, and Ryan's more than capable of winning. Uh, some guys that are new to at least being full time: Parker Kligerman, uh, Sammy Smith, Chandler Smith. Uh, I don't think Mosack is full time, but he's right now scheduled for run like twenty seven races or something. Uh, Kaz full time in. Uh, the other car for that team that Mozak's running most of his races for. So a lot of guys who could certainly take home their first win. Uh, but I have Sammy Smith, Sam Mayer, Sheldon Creed, and Parker Kligerman all getting their first career wins in the Xfinity Series. Yeah, so I uh, also have, I think you had four there, right, Marky? Yeah, I had four. So I, I also have four drivers winning their first race here this year. Uh, I was hoping I'd be kind of a lone wolf on Kligerman, but you got him as well. And then I also uh, picked Sammy Smith and Sam Mayer to win a race. And my fourth driver, I think Riley Herbst finally breaks through this year. I mean, he looked so good at so many points last year. He's going to have Custer there as a teammate. They're going to have more information on the cars each week. I, I, I'm, I'd be hard-pressed to see Riley Herbst not win a race this year. So for mine... Oh, maybe I shouldn't be going last, guys. Uh, I have Sam Mayer, Sheldon Creed, Sammy Smith, and Parker Kligerman. <laughs> um, you know, Mayer and Creed, they both came really close at the end of last year a couple of times. Um, you know, Creed had the dominant car at Darlington and just got roughed up in a crazy finish, and Sam Mayer barely got beat at the line at Talladega. I expect them to get wins this year. Uh, Sammy Smith looked really good. I think he impressed me a lot more than some people, but I think given that he's in a Joe Gibbs car, he'll end up in victory lane at least once, maybe even a couple of times. And Parker Kligerman, uh, underrated road racer. You saw what he did at Mid-Ohio in the trucks last year. AJ Allmendinger's not in this series full-time. There's still a lot of road course races. I don't know if he has the car to win in an oval. I know Tyler Reddick won in the 48 last year, but I think Kligerman's a good enough driver that he's going to get at least one of those road race wins, and that's how he's going to end up getting his first victory. Um, going to the final four for the Xfinity Series. Now, we, we got some first-time winners. I'm sure that's probably going to fill up some playoff spots. But... uh. What are you guys looking at who will be competing for the championship comes uh, Phoenix in the fall? So I only have one guy coming back from last year, which when I mean, two of the guys moved up into the cup series, but I do have Josh Berry also uh, getting back to the final four this year. I also have the guy that I think is probably maybe not the pick just because of the way the format is, but certainly the favorite to have the best season this year in Cole Custer making the final four and a couple guys that, have not been in the final four before. One has at least his first full-time year with GGR in the Xfinity Series and John Hunter Nemechek, who I also think will have a very strong year. And then the young Sam Mayer uh, filling out the last final four spot. Yeah, so I went pretty basic with my final four here. Uh, not Nobody that anybody would argue is like not a top-end driver in the series. So I have Cole Custer. I think he's going to be really lights out all year. I have Barry, Nemechek, and then Allgaier as well. So got two JRM cars, a Joe Gibbs car, and then an SHR car in that final four. And I think it'll, you know, I, I can go back and forth from that Allgaier pick with the four spot, but I feel like if I'm going to put a second JRM car there, I have a little more faith over him than Sam Mayer at this point in time. So for mine, I have Cole Custer. I think that's not a surprise to anyone. I also have John Hunter Nemechek, and I have Josh Barry making a return, a return trip. 
to Phoenix. Um, feel free to comment on this one, guys, because this might be a little outside the box. Um, but I'm going Brandon Jones. Um, sneaky pick. He, you know, he came really close to making it last year. If he had a considerate teammate, he probably would have made it. But I think him going to junior motorsports, I think it's a better fit for him. Kind of like more of a family environment. It almost feels like just the way that you heard the drivers talk about it at the end of last year. They're almost welcoming in as a, a fifth junior motorsports car with a race to go in the season. Um, I think it's just a good fit. And uh, you know, really helps that how the playoffs line up. Like they're they're at tracks that he runs good at. So Brandon Jones, a surprise probably to a lot of people. I have him filling out my fourth and final playoff, or yeah, final four spot for the Ex- final four spot for the Xfinity Series Championship. Uh, I I mean, last year I was I was pretty high on this prospect of uh, Brandon Jones making the the final four. I certainly think he's with just as uh, good of a team in Jared, maybe better. Uh, Junior talked a lot about, you know, he doesn't want to bring in guys that he doesn't think have a shot to compete. And I do think uh, Brandon Jones has a chance to make it and, and have a career year. And I almost picked him. And I think the, the thing that we haven't talked about yet here is there were three crew chief changes at JRM. The only guy keeping their crew chief uh, being uh, Josh Berry in the eight. But Jason Burdett went from Allgaier to Brandon Jones, and I, it was kind of surprising, I, I think. Uh, I feel like Allgaier had a lot of success with him, especially had one of his best years in a while with him. Uh, so I think that could set up well for Brandon Jones to to make that Final Four. And then, like I said last year, if he makes it, he will certainly have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say Jones is a bad pick. I mean, it's it's hard with this playoff format because you don't know if somebody could have some really unfortunate run of luck on the playoffs or not, or if they could get hot at the right time. I mean, if if you're in the playoffs, especially in the Xfinity Series more so than maybe the Cup Series, I think almost, I, I'd say over half the guys that make the playoffs in the Xfinity Series probably have a shot at the Final Four, so it's just going to be whether or not he can put together the right string of races at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fair, and, you know, we... Came close to doing it last year, just uh, unfortunately meant the front end of uh, his teammate Ty Gibbs' car. So we got our final fours. Who's going to win the championship in the Xfinity Series? Cole Custer. Yeah, I've got Custer. I mean, it just, he needs to. So for that alone, I have Custer. So I agree with Cole Custer needing to win this championship. But I think we kind of touched on it a little bit. The way the playoffs work, you could have a great season and, you know, some races don't fall the right way for you, like the championship race. It could be hard to win the championship. And that's why. I don't have Cole Custer winning this championship. Um, his Xfinity Series numbers at Phoenix, not that good. Um, in six starts, now, I shouldn't say not that good, because in the Xfinity Series, they are still solid. He has two top fives and five top tens, but he's only led six laps. Uh, so some some big question marks there. I'm going to go outside the box a little bit, because he ran awful there in the Final Four last year. But I do think having that experience under his belt is going to help him out. Going with Josh Berry to win the Xfinity Series championship. I know you too well. 
<laughs> as soon as you said, you know, I agree with Cole Custer needing to, I put Josh Berry in yeah. as your, your pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm obviously big junior guy. I do like Josh Berry, but it is, it is a tough pick for me to go with Phoenix just because he didn't run good there last year. The same reason why I'm not going with Custer, but... Yeah, I just I have a little bit more confidence in Barry and like Cole Custer. I think just everybody expects him to win. Got to be a little different, but yeah, I'm I'm going with a little bit of a surprise. Just not going with the chalk. So moving over to the Cup Series, do any of you guys have a first-time winner picked for the 2023 season? I mean, we had a lot of them last year. But there aren't really in this, just that many guys that could be first-time winners. I think we're down to the two rookies in uh, Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson. Uh, then the guys, rookies from last year, I guess, actually, and Todd Gilliland and Harrison Burton. And I think the only other guy that is in a, two guys, I guess, in a remotely competitive cars, and I could be skipping someone. Actually, I guess there's three. Actually... I am gonna. Ha- I was gonna have none, but I am gonna have one. And then there are three, two guys that are not that competitive of cars, in uh, Corey LaJoy and Ty Dillon. But one guy that I forgot until right now, and I, that's Priest. I think he will get a win this year. Yeah, my my only first time winner in the Cup Series this year is also Ryan Priest. I mean. We saw a pretty good showing him out of the clash, but that's not even really the reason behind this pick. I mean, just the kind of guy that's shown time and time again that he's got a lot of talent behind the wheel of a race car, and I think a full season and good equipment, he's going to find a way to get one done. I I would love it if Ryan Priest ended up going to victory lane, but, you know, I'm just I'm not sold on Stuart Haas, and really, I'm not sold on, on any of these drivers this year. I'm being boring again. I'm I'm going with none. If I had to pick somebody to get that win, it probably would be Ryan Priest. Just he has that, you know, veteran experience. A lot of these other guys are young for the most part. So Priest to me, despite only having a few races in the cup car last year, I I think he would be the guy. Um and I can't really blame anyone for picking him, especially after how he ran in the clash. But I just, I'm not seeing it. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of surprises this year, but no first-time winners. So Next up would be the Daytona 500, but since we're going to be breaking that down a little bit later, let's jump to the next big race of the year, and that would be NASCAR's return to North Wilkesboro. Who do you have winning the All-Star race? I think this will be the, I mean, everyone always wants to win the All-Star race, to win a million dollars, but this one will be something special, and I'm going to go with a guy who is still a young gun, but not as young as before, potentially. But family rooted in history, not necessarily North Wilkes Road, but just NASCAR history. And that's uh, NASCAR's most popular driver, Chase Elliott, taking home his second All-Star win. This time, one that is in North Carolina, but not at Charlotte. Yeah, so I'm, I'm expecting North Wilkes to have if not more of just as equal of a throwback vibe as, you know, the Darlington throwback weekend has always had for all these years. You know, a lot of history of the sport's going to be reminisced upon. Everybody's going to be looking back at the good old days at North Wilkesboro racing. So I was went to thinking, who's the most, 
you know, good old day feeling driver in the Cup Series field right now. And to me, that's Martin Truex Jr. So I think, you know, he just went out there and won the Clash. And why not give him the next special event on the calendar as well? I have Truex winning the All-Star Race this year. So the last time the Cup Series ran at North Wilkesboro, the race was won by the defending series champion. That, that, that time it was Jeff Gordon. I'm going the same here. I'm going Joey Logano to win the All-Star race. Joey has a knack for winning, you know, first-time events. I know, obviously, North Wilkesboro, an old track, lots of history, but this is the first time it's been on the schedule in a very, very long time. So, you know, I think uh, Joey's just ability to end up in victory lane in a lot of big firsts, I I think he's going to be the guy. I think Joey Logano is going to win the All-Star race, and I don't know how many people are going to be happy about that, but, you know, uh, Joey, Joey's just going to do what he has to do, and I'm sure he's going to use up the front end of that car for a million bucks at a at a race like that. Next up, uh, a little bit more traditional here, uh, regular major, the Coca-Cola 600, week after the All-Star race. Somebody new winning that one? I know you guys have first-time winners. That's a that's a common thing winning the Coke Six Hundred with your first victory. Uh, I know I do not have Ryan Priest winning the Coke Six Hundred, but I do have someone getting their first Coke Six Hundred. It's been in contention to win before. Should have probably won at least one of them, uh, and that is the same guy I have winning at North Wilkesboro, Chase Elliott. I'm going a little down the road to uh, his best, one of his best friends. I have Ryan Blaney winning the Coke 600 this year. Just got a Blaney feel to it. Really? Just, just a feeling. Just a feeling. Just a feeling. All right. I accept. I didn't know maybe if there was a little bit of a bigger backstory there. Like, I always think Blaney could win a major, but one I always think of is the 500. That'd be that'd be a pretty big win though for Ryan Blaney if he could pull it off. Um, just like a lot of things so far, I guess me and Mark just have that connection going right now. I'm, I'm going Chase Elliott to win the Coke 600. It's come close a lot. <laughs> maybe, maybe only once actually, but man, that was a, that was a painful loss for him back in 2020 and looked like he had a good car last year, had some issues. Um, I think that track definitely owes him one in that race, not a, random 300 miler they run on like the Wednesday after that, that doesn't count. So give me chase Elliott to win the Coke 600 next up a first for NASCAR. And that is the race at the Chicago street course. Obviously not something a lot of fans are thrilled about, but I think some drivers think you know, it's cool. Just go into an area they haven't been. It's a, a new ish market. Um, haven't been in the Chicago area since the uh, NASCAR left. Chicagoland in Joliet a couple years ago, but you know a very unique race. A uh, certain skill set probably does apply here. Who do you think is going to get it done in the first street race in NASCAR? Okay, well, just because I know what you're picking, and I want to pick something different because there's been too many <laughs> similar things. Hey, there are patience. You don't gotta no, change no, it no, if you no, think no, he's gonna no, win. No, 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 no. Right. I think he'll probably win, but I don't think it's as lot as much of a lot as people will think. I'm gonna go. So I don't want to make pick someone and then ruin my whole playoff field prediction either. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with someone that last year kind of broke out on road courses. Uh, Tyler Reddick. 
So I'm looking at the Chicago street course here this year, and I think uh, Jimmy Johnson got some street course experience over in IndyCars. He's going to bring that prowess over to NASCAR and run 23rd while Austin Cindric wins the Chicago street course. You know, I, I want to say you had us going, but I don't think anybody thought you were that crazy to make that pick. Um, I am going with somebody that does have open wheel experience on the street courses, and that's A.J. Allmendinger. Um, easy pick in my book. I think A.J. is going to have a really solid year anyways. Um, but getting him on a type of track that not a lot of drivers have experience on, um, I think that's a huge advantage for him. And I think he's going to get the job done and pick up the Chicago street race. Um, next up, one of our other big major races, the Southern 500, also the start to the playoffs. You know, he's already won it a couple times, I feel like, but I know he's won it before. And he already kind of started off with bounce back year by winning uh, the Bush Light Clash. Uh, Martin Triggs Jr. gets it done in the Southern 500. I'm done, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm so done. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeremy, who do you got to win the Southern 500? I'm just moving up to the next car numerically in the cup field from last year's winner, and I have Tyler Reddick winning the Southern 500. He he did run very well there in the spring race. Uh, if you couldn't already tell, I also have Martin Truex Jr. winning the Southern 500. Um, I I think he's gonna have a bounce back here. I think you know he's gonna turn back the clock, and he's already floated it out there. He doesn't think he's gonna know if he's coming back or not for next season until later in the year. And uh, you know, if he's running good, it might be a harder sell to hang it up. But if he is going out. He's going to go out with at least one more major win, and that, that would be the Southern 500. Last but not least, one of the more exciting races in the sport, at least from a fan atmosphere standpoint. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie, it's pretty exciting out there on the racetrack too, but the Bristol Night Race, the last big race of the year. Who do you have going to victory lane? No, you go first. Oh, no. Oh, no. You want me to go first? I have Brad Keselowski winning the Bristol Night Race. Is it? Do you have Brad? Not anymore. Oh uh, I will man! Go with, <laughs> I will go with a boring pick, but uh, you know he doesn't really have any. Actually, doesn't have any majors. And another one, he certainly has been in contention for. Uh, I'll have Chase Elliott winning the Bristol Night Race. That's that's another one that I feel like he's could have you know. Could have won a couple times, but didn't go his way. Jeremy, uh, rounded out. Um, are you going to have to change your pick two, or are you, you staying locked no, in? No, I'm not crazy enough to pick Braggislowski. Nice. Uh, so, so uh, <laughs> not really like the first guy you think of when we come to Bristol, but you know he's been pretty good there and has some decent runs. Uh, I think Seabell gets it done this year. I just just got a feeling about it. That's you know, that's a solid pick too. He's uh, he's somebody. I don't know if he's going to take that next step this year. But, you know, Christopher Bell really did establish himself as a, a solid driver, especially with how he ended the 2022 season. All right, so we got our big race winners out of the way. We're going to go a little bit more in depth here because it is the Cup Series. Who's in your playoffs? Your your 16 drivers. Are there any on points or are they all drivers that get in on wins? Well, I'm going to just go ahead and predict they'll all get on on wins, I guess. I... You sit there, you make the list, and you can think of who realistically could win. We had, what did we end last year with? 18 winners total? I think it was 19. 19 winners, you're right. 19 winners, you sit there, and you're like, well. And then 
I know we get it again, but it's certainly possible. And then we had 19 winners plus a couple guys who didn't win that everyone thought would win in Martin Truex Jr. and Ryan Blaney. And then a couple other guys that could still theoretically win. Um, Brad had a bounce back towards the end of the season and uh, is certainly committed to getting RFK to be a, a great team again. Uh, you have the the rookies that could theoretically win. A guy like Eric Almarola, who didn't didn't get a win last year. A guy like Ryan Priest, who's not a rookie, but still new. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and say they all get in on wins. And in no particular order, basically just the order I wrote them down, uh, I have Ross Chastain, Ryan Priest, Kevin Harvick, Chris Buescher, Brad Kozlowski, Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace, Christopher Bell, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, AJ Allmendinger, and Kyle Busch. Yeah, so I mean, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, um, I might have missed it, but did you say Ross Chastain in yours? He was he was the first name I said. All right, all right. <laughs> you just kept going. I must have must have kind of spaced there. Uh, Jeremy, what are you looking at for your playoff drivers? So I'm not going to go through like which one of these guys have wins and made it on points. It's just too much there. You know, a lot can go different ways, but I don't think we get 16 winners in the regular season this year. But I do have my playoff grid in order of where I think they'll be seated come playoff time. So I've got Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, Joe Agano, Seabell, Byron, Chastain, Reddick, Bowman, Kyle Busch, Sindrick, Priest, Harvick, and Eric Jones. So, mine, I have Kyle Larson, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, AJ Allmendinger, Chris Buescher, Christopher Bell, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Tyler Reddick, Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman, William Byron, Austin Sindrick, and Kevin Harvick. Now, I think a lot of people are probably saying, hmm, where's the track house cars? I'm going to be honest. I, I think they're going to take a step back this year. I think that's going to come to a big surprise you know, to a lot of people. But, you know, you go back and you look at their wins. You know, Daniel Suarez had the most impressive win. You know, both the Ross's wins, while he had a great Coda race, he did have to wreck A.J. Allmendinger and Alex Bowman to win that race. And Talladega, he he just won by not doing anything. It's one of the craziest finishes I've ever seen there. Um, I have 16 winners. It's not, I'm not saying Ross is going to have a bad season. You know, he could be top 10 in points, but we saw it happen last year. If you can't get the car in victory lane, it you could be in really big trouble comes the end of the regular season at Daytona. I think it's ludicrous to think that Ross will have a good season and not get a win. He will wreck the field to win at Daytona if that's what it takes. I mean, that's that's fair, but it's pretty easy to wreck yourself wrecking the field at Daytona, too. So, hey, I'm, I'm going out there. You know, put myself out there on this one. Um, I think it's a possibility. So we'll see. I mean, if there's one that I'm probably going to be looking back in a couple of months, like, man, I'm pretty stupid. It's probably that one, but we're, we're rolling with it. I'm, I'm going for a little bit of chaos and the melon man, Ross Chastain, uh, and his teammate, Daniel Suarez track house as a whole to be shut out of the playoffs for 2023. 
So now that we got the playoff field, obviously the Cup Series, very intense comes playoff time. Who do you have surviving and getting to the Final Four at Phoenix? I have two repeats from this past year uh, in Chase Elliott and Christopher Bell. Chase Elliott making what I believe would be his fourth straight Final Four. Uh, I have a guy making his first ever Final Four in Tyler Reddick, and I know he was a popular pick last year and then flamed out pretty quickly. And then the final guy I have is another guy that flamed out pretty quickly last year, but I think with a change of scenery, he's going to become a rejuvenated Kyle Busch as he makes the Final Four. And so my final four this year is going to be, I got Logano and Elliott returning. I also have Hamlin and Truex in the final four this year. I, you know, just, I think Gibbs is going to have a pretty decent year this year. Toyota as a whole, I think is going to be stronger from a manufacturer standpoint. So I, I, I wouldn't be too shocked to see those two guys make the final four. So for mine, um, maybe some couple surprises here. Chase Elliott's not one of them. I think he's getting back to another Final Four. Hopefully this one he could end up racing all the laps before something happens to him. Uh, next up, I'm going with a guy who showed a lot of speed last year, lacked consistency. I think they turned that around a bit. Denny Hamlin going to be competing at Phoenix for a championship yet again. Next up, I also have Kyle Busch. Mark pretty much already said what... I was going to say in terms of, I think he's ready to go out this year and make some noise. I think you're going to get a, a pissed off Kyle Bush. And quite frankly, that sometimes is the best type of Kyle Bush. I expect him to be in victory lane a lot and rounding out my final four. I have Brad Keselowski. Now Roush, they were showing a bit of speed towards the end of the year. Last year, Chris Busher won a race. Brad Keselowski had a chance to win a couple too at the end of the season. I've been getting some information that those Roush cars, they were pretty impressive in preseason testing. Now, who knows? I think we all know people. But if that's accurate, just seeing what they were able to do at the end of this year, I think that's another team that could be flying under the radar. And this is part of the reason why I have a team like Trackhouse missing is because you're going to get a lot of surprises this year out of RFK. I have Busher making the playoffs. I have him winning a race in the regular season to get in. I think his team owner, Brad Kozlowski, is going to go back to the Final Four this year. You're, I, I think you're crazy. Yeah. Hey, you thought I was crazy when I said Noah Gregson was going to win four races in a row. Which I he, did. He you know, did. And, you know. I mean, this is one of those predictions that, like, this feels like too easy of a prediction in a weird way. Because if you're wrong, you're wrong. No one expected you to be right. But if you're right, man. Hey, I, I'm confident. Right. I'm confident in Brad. I, I think he's going to make some noise. Um, We know our final four. Who's winning the championship for you guys? No. Four really talented guys that I have in the final four. Two of them already champions in Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch. Interesting dynamic in Chase, both uh, Kyle Busch and Tyler Reddick being there. Didn't literally take each other's ride, but does kind of feel like it. And, uh, you know, a lot of athletes excel under controversy, under turmoil. 
And I think Kyle Busch is no exception. I think Kyle Busch takes home his third Cup Series championship. Yeah, I mean, I think somebody who deserves to be a champion in the sport typically eventually gets it done. And I don't think many people would tell you Denny Hamlin doesn't deserve to be a champion in the sport. So I, I think this could be the year he finally puts it together and brings home the trophy that he's definitely been yearning for for years now. Uh, so as the the trend keeps going here, I did pick somebody that someone already picked, and I'm sure we can figure out who it is. I'm going with Kyle Busch as my champion for this year. Um, I I just expect big things out of him. I know a lot of people already want to write him off. I don't know how many times I've heard things like, oh, look at all the issues Reddick had last year. And, like, you know, I know one's really young and Kyle is on the back nine, but I, I don't think Kyle's warming up on the 18th tee. If he's on the back nine. He's on hole 11 or 12. He's still got years to go. He's still in his racing prime. I think a lot of people are discounting what RCR did last year and they're discounting what Kyle Busch did last year. I know it didn't end well and he had some rough patches, but if you go back and you look at the middle of the season, I know people like to say, oh, he only has one win because uh, Chase Briscoe and Tyler Reddick got together at Dirt Bristol and that was his only win. He could have won two or three other races last year and things just didn't go his way. This guy's not washed. He's going to be out there to make people remember his name. And I think at the end of the year, as Mark already said, He's going to be standing at the start-finish line at Phoenix, hoisting his third NASCAR Cup Series championship trophy. Well, you're wrong there, because he won't be standing at the start-finish line. He'll be, you know, down in the little makeshift victory lane in the infield. But... Oh, it's now fine. Fine. Whatever. He'll <laughs> be hoisting the trophy at the end of the year. That's that's my pick. Um, yeah, it's you know, like it's... kind of basically between turn three and four. It's it's true. I guess it is not right at the start finish line, but he'll be he'll be hoisting the trophy still. I think this is Kyle's year and it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Expect big things from driver number eight, Kyle Busch. Still weird to say. I'm not going to get used to that. Um, You know, one thing that I am getting really used to saying, though, is the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. We already touched on their season predictions, but they are racing at Daytona this week. So kind of take a jump into the actual races that we got coming up. Um, uh, Fox series, as we already said, a lot of new faces. Um, looking at the entry list, though, there's at least one guy um, that's a big name that's going to be hopping down there for that race. And that big driver would be Chase Elliott. Um, surprising start. Uh, I don't remember the last time that... You know, big name cup guy ran an Xfinity plate race. I mean, I know you see it from time to time, but this is something you haven't seen near as much since Kyle Busch had his injury back in 2015. I mean, it's it's real crazy since this isn't even the Xfinity series we're talking about, but the truck, and the series. truck series, man, I talk about getting used to saying the damn name. <laughs> That's how crazy it is that Chase Elliott is driving this race. It's a freaking truck race. Like... A truck plate race. I I don't remember the last time somebody big actually ran this race. Like I kind of feel like they could be scared off from just the type of driving that we see out of these. Eh, I think they just they want a chance to win, and yeah, I mean Chase will certainly be a contender. Yeah. but I think the winner will be someone in the very 
typical Daytona fashion, is a first-time winner. As you could recall earlier, I had predicted that uh, Taylor Gray and Nick Sanchez would be first-time winners. But that was because I did not know this guy was doing any cup race or truck races because I have, to be honest, not been paying that much attention. And I think <laughs> a guy who's longed for that victory lane in a NASCAR National Series will get it done. Corey LaJoy will take the Spire truck to victory lane. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a pretty good pick. I was just looking at that name as well. But since I didn't pick him as a first-time winner, I'm not going to pick him here. So I'm going to... You know, look somewhere else here. Uh, you know, there was an announcement just a little bit earlier today that Johnny Slaughter was out of the 46 truck, and Norm Benning is taking the seats. So I think Norm Benning's going to go get him one here in Daytona this weekend. I will. I would die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be shocked it's if Daytona. he made the race. How's that I mean, car going to make the race? That car doesn't show up with, like, the right engine sometimes. You know, it's Daytona, so. Well, yeah, well, you still need a fast truck. Um, if by chance your pick does not make the show, uh, who would be your second choice to win this race? You know, we talked a lot about Kligerman earlier. That 75 truck, he always seems to be in the front of these plate races, so I, I'd probably go Kligerman there. I mean, not, not a bad pick. Does have a couple wins at Talladega. I'm going to probably go with somebody a little outside the box, maybe. Maybe not too much of one, though, since he did win a race last year, and that's Matt DiBenedetto. Um, just a gut feeling. I, I really don't have anything other than, you know, to stand on other than the fact he did win Talladega last year, but that team seemed to be making some improvements. They obviously did win that race, and and Matty D is a decent plate racer. I think uh, them going to victory lane isn't crazy. Um, a bit of a surprise, but I don't think it's the most insane pick. I, it's definitely not. Somebody trotted out Norm Benning. <laughs> so, I mean, it could, could be a little bit more nuts, I guess. Um, you know, obviously, there are some other big-ish names in this race, like uh, Travis Pastrana, for example. Um, Obviously, nobody expecting him to win, but anybody you have your eye on, maybe that could make some noise throughout the race and maybe, you know, be in contention at the end. I mean, it's it's a plate race. Anybody could. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> a, little, a little bit of a boring answer, but that's true. Um, yeah, I, I think the trucks, it's going to be a good show, and hopefully that they could keep it tame. We've seen some wild truck races. I mean, probably seen wild races in any of these theories at Daytona, but the trucks just given the nature of the type of drivers that are in there, I could, I could see for some crazy things going on on that race on Friday, uh, a little bit more of a tame race on Saturday in the Xfinity series. Uh, what's everybody looking at for that one? Well, a couple years ago in his second season, a young Noah Gregson, took a junior motorsports car to victory lane at Daytona. The year before that, driving the one car, Michael Annette took a junior motorsports car to victory lane at Daytona for his first and only career win. And I think come Saturday, Sam Mayer 
will take the one car to victory lane at Daytona for his first career win. Yeah, so I've got the, uh, you know, the Austin that Richard wishes was his grandson, Austin Hill, winning at Daytona. Oh, my God. That's that's also somehow a boring pick. Um, but, hey. I Richard, mean, he, he he won last year, didn't he? No, that's what I said. It's, it's, it's a boring pick. It's a boring pick. It's a boring pick. Hey, I mean, Richard Childress thinks he's the next Dale Earnhardt, so I can't. I can't knock it. On plate races, on plate track. It's not like he said that about everything. Uh, yes, yes, track. yes, yes. Got to put the qualifier in there. Um, hey, I can't, I can't say that's a that's an awful pick. Obviously, um, you know my Xfinity series pick here. Um, I'm gonna be honest. It's uh, you guys are probably gonna yell at me, but. Give me the eight car, Josh Berry. I think he's going to kickstart the season here with a, a big performance. And uh, it's going to be really cool seeing a, a junior motorsports number eight in victory lane at Daytona. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Barry gets it done starting off the season, hopefully the way I hope he ends the season in victory lane. So, you know, again, it's really hard to kind of just break down Daytona because it is a plate track at the end of the day. I mean, any of these guys could get swarmed up in a big wreck or, you know, have something go awry. I've seen people lose races here partially because they hit a seagull on the track. So anything could happen when cars are on the track at Daytona. And uh, I fully expect that even for qualifying in the cup series for the Daytona 500, um, obviously a lot of open cars in that race. Two of them are going home. I think I have a feeling we're probably going to have at least one that's the same, but who do you think is going to be packing it up after the duels on Thursday? And unfortunately not going to be racing in the Daytona 500. I think that going home will not surprisingly be, be Connor Daly. With the money team, I think you probably will be one of our picks to go home no matter what. The other one, I actually think, even though they're a pretty good plate team, I'll have some teammates, but I think the inexperience will get him, and I think Chandler Smith will be going home. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at this. I'm going back and forth on a lot of these. I mean, Daly's the easy pick, because if any of these cars are going to lose touch with the pack, it's going to be his. So I'm definitely going to have Daly there. Um it's so tough because it is a 23-11 prepared race car. It's going to be really good equipment from that perspective. But Travis Pastrana, it, it, you know, you're talking about inexperience with Chandler Smith. Pastrana is almost less experienced, if not actually less experienced than Chandler Smith. So I, I think I'm going to send Pastrano packing. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling the same way as you. Um, Connor Daly, I think that's the easy one. No surprise. The slowest car. I don't know if he's going to be able to hang in the draft. It's it's going to cause for some problems. I'm also feeling Pastrana is going to be out, and this is something that I think a lot of people at this point they probably know about, but they didn't really think much of it when it was announced. And that that there there's no practice before qualifying. And Travis Pastrana, while he's dabbled in NASCAR a little bit since you know his full time Xfinity season, crazy, but that was about a decade ago. Um, you know, this, this is a car that he's never driven before. Um, it's not 
a traditional stock car in a sense. I mean, we have five gears in these next-gen cars versus four. You know, him just getting onto the track, one small mistake in qualifying is going to lead leave him with an awful time. And if that happens, I don't know if he has the experience to be able to maneuver through the field in the duels. And ultimately, I think a poor qualifying time is going to put him behind the eight ball, and that's why I think he's also going to miss the 500. I I also, unrelated, I mean, I guess related, but not evolving our picks. Uh, I think no practice before the duels is a joke. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, well, even before qualifying, yeah. like, NASCAR is going to look really, really brilliant when, like, Jimmy Johnson has a mechanical failure and he has no time to fall back on, and then he ends up missing. Like, <laughs> it's, it's I mean, not it's better. It's better than if there was not the duels. You know, having practice uh, or having qualify, having the duels after qualifying at least, you know, eliminates if anything does something really stupid, they can still race in their duels. But, and I, a lot of them, you know, kind of, I guess, got it out this, uh, this past uh, weekend, or I guess weekend and a half ago, or week and a half ago at the Clash. But you always see these guys in their first few runs in these packs, like dumb stuff happens. And usually you get out and practice, and there's just no time to get used to it, to get back into it. You go from an off-season, or even the Clash, where even though they're all real close, they're going really slow, comparatively, to a full throttle in these huge packs, and I just think it's a recipe for disaster. I I agree 100% for just a lot of the things, and... It's funny with NASCAR; they can make so many good decisions, and then they just make they make one, and sometimes it's not even an awful one. And it kind of just leaves you with your head scratching, like really, like I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, obviously, really hard to predict the duels because you don't know who's going to be in which one until after qualifying. But at the very least, we will know who's in the first and second starting spot, and that's because they're locked into their you know starting positions by uh, qualifying on the front row. So, because it's Daytona 500, there's a lot of prestige here. Who do you have as the first and second qualifier on Wednesday night? And assuming they don't have any problems in the duel or with an engine, will be leading us to the green flag on Sunday. Well, you know, the Daytona qualifying always feels, not that it's rigged, but it always seems weird that these, there's always a good story almost. Chevy's dominated a lot lately, though. A lot of cars on the front row. Alex Bowman has at like how many front five. row starts in a row? Five, and obviously five does not have his his crew chief anymore, who actually I believe had six in a row or whatever it was. I believe juniors last year, but I still think he'll get on the front row. And I think in always creating headlines, the same number will be on the front row, but just backwards. And for the first time since 2019, Jimmy Johnson will lead the field to green, winning the poll for the Daytona 500. Well, usually when somebody has the same pick of me, I like to kind of pivot off of it. But in the case of my Alex Bowman fandom and the Daytona 500 poll being rigged, I also have the 48 car starting on the outside of the 84 car to kick off the Daytona 500. So I, I think uh, we bought our tinfoil hats from similar places. Um, give me Jimmy Johnson on the pole. Or, or no, no, I'm sorry. On the outside pole. 
And I'm not going Alex Bowman on the pulse. I jumped the gun there. I'm so excited about Jimmy coming back now. I put him one spot up. Give me the guy who is kicking off his farewell tour for the Cup Series. A bit of a surprise because it's not a Chevrolet. Kevin Harvick going to be sitting on the pole for what could be his last Daytona 500 as it is his final season. Listen, I don't think the pole is rigged, but it's obviously something that if you go back and look, you know, you could you could point to it like, oh, there may be something going on here. Just a lot of storylines for this race. And I think, you know, Jimmy's comeback and Harvick's last year, I think it kind of fits the mold, and I'm not going to be shocked uh, one bit if any of these scenarios that we laid out end up leading us to the green flag on Sunday for the Daytona 500. Now, listen, I don't think the the poll is rigged, but if there was something in NASCAR that was rigged, it would be the Daytona 500 poll. Except for 2015, because I have no idea how the hell they would have rigged that one with group qualifying. So Jeff Gordon's last Daytona 500 poll, that's, that gets a pass. We won't touch that one. That one, that one was legit. Um, but, hey, that brings us to the big show. Sunday afternoon, the Daytona 500. Who do you guys think is going to end up in victory lane? All off-season, I had one of two picks. Basically, since, like, last year. One of two picks. Kept going back and forth between them. Brad Kozlowski, Kyle Busch. And the Kyle Busch goes to a new team. And, you know, it'd be funny. He's, he's the guy now that hasn't won a Daytona 500 despite having so many starts. Being close so many times. Going to the team of Dale Sr., who was the guy notorious for being close and not winning it. And up until about two minutes ago, I had locked in Kyle Busch. But then I changed my mind. It's Kyle Busch will win next year. And what will, I believe, not his 20th running of the Daytona 500, because he missed one because he got injured, but would be effectively 20 years of, of trying. I'm going with someone who has been close a lot and has won races and would be a good story. NASCAR would love it for sure. But the fan base might not. And that is Bubba Wallace. Winning the Daytona 500. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I can't knock it. Bubba's definitely established himself as a very good plate racer. Um, But you're 100% right. There there would be some people that would not be uh, too thrilled about that outcome. But some alpha males would be very upset. This is uh, this is very true. I think the only time he uh, somewhat gave him props would be when he was running the 45 on the side of his car. That represented something that that alpha male uh, does hold very close to his heart, I would say. <laughs> um, Jeremy, you going with somebody like a Bubba Wallace? Or uh, is there somebody a little bit more liked amongst the fan base that you could be going with? You know, I'm going with a member of that Bubba Wallace friend group. But it is not Bubba himself. I think for the first time in not quite ten, but nine years, we're going to the most popular driver for Hendrick Motorsports in victory lane of the big race. Chase Elliott gets it done this year in Daytona. That would make a lot of fans. We're two opposite ends of the spectrum there. Um, 
I'm probably going with somebody that's kind of in the middle. Maybe maybe a little bit more towards the Bubba side, just depending on uh, who you ask. All offseason, I've been saying Kyle Busch is going to win this race. Kyle Busch is going to win this race. But then, you know, somebody that uh, we all know. Um, well, let's just, just go over it. When this person starts talking about a certain driver, about how he's washed and uh, is never going to win again, what happens, Mark? He usually wins, like, right after. He usually wins right after. So, in honor of our great buddy Jake running his mouth, saying Brad Keselowski is washed, he's never going to win, it's all over for Brad, Brad Keselowski is going to win the Daytona 500. Second it happened, completely changed my pick. I've been all in on Kyle Busch to win this race since the checkered flag dropped at Phoenix. Nope, I had to do a quick audible there. Brad Keselowski, great plate racer. He's won a bunch of races at Daytona, but not the Daytona 500. And he's going to get it done this Sunday, finally. His first win for his own team is going to come in the Great American Race, the biggest race of the year. Bad Brad going to take the six to victory lane at Daytona. Uh, I'm, I can't say I was not uh, thrilled when he started running his mouth. So hopefully Brad can uh, keep that streak going. It's it's at like three or four now. So he's uh, he's pretty good when it happens. And uh I'm hoping for that. That's going to be a really good Sunday. Um, really excited about the whole week. I think it's going to be awesome. Again, qualifying Wednesday night, and then you got the duels, the truck race, Xfinity, ARCA, and then, of course, the cup race. Uh, any final thoughts before we sign off tonight? It's good to have NASCAR back. I, I definitely agree with that. I know Jeremy has one, at least. Do you have two, or are we just going to jump into that one? I know that's coming here. Yeah, no real closing faults here. Just got another top five for for you here today. All right, let's so. let's roll this. Hopefully, hopefully we actually get it. And I got backup if uh, you do stump me. So let's so roll. Tony Stewart, Ryan Newman, Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, Jeremy Mayfield. So the Jeremy Mayfield one, that really puts it in a really small window, probably like from 2002 to like 2005. So you got Tony Newman, who was third and fourth? Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, and then obviously Mayfield fifth. That that really narrows it down then. Yeah, there there were a couple races that I do remember Tony and Newman running one and two. But a lot of those actually involve Newman winning. Um it's definitely something between like I said, probably two thousand two to two thousand and five. My gut is telling me it's a Loudon race, but I don't, I, I don't think it is because Newman normally won those races. Um, man, I, I think I'm going 0 for three, man. I think you might've gotten me again. Uh, Mark. Well, the only you, comment you I have, 
Oh. I don't have something as concrete as, as you would, but just with that list of drivers, because also in that time span, like Jeff Burton wasn't great uh, for sure. But one track that comes, and this is probably more because of uh, Jeremy Mayfield and, you know, based on what I think was his last win, maybe. But the, the track that comes to mind for me is a Richmond race. I don't know the races back then well enough to to give you one of those, but that is my gut feeling is that it would be a Richmond race. You know what? You know what? It is. It it's it's a spring Richmond race of two thousand two. Because I do that that, that race is. came down to the it, it's right. Yes, sir. Uh, man, I just needed a little kick in the butt, but you're uh, you're, you're bringing out the stops. This is a lot easier when you're not being recorded, <laughs> and it's you know, a lot less pressure on you. But no, once once Mark did say that, I I do remember that race. Um, I remember at the very end of that race, there was a huge tire carcass on the back stretch, and NASCAR didn't throw a yellow. I'm, I'm sure today they would. I'm sure that's one where they would be looking their chops saying, let's go green, white, checkered finish. But, you know, different times back then. And uh, I guess when you're in like the middle of the track down the backstretch at Richmond, it doesn't cause that much of a, an issue. But still very, very crazy to see. Um, man, I'll I'll get you on the spot one of these weeks, but that's going to have to wait until after the Daytona 500. Um, again, can't wait. Glad NASCAR's back, and uh, it's going to be a very exciting weekend from Daytona. Uh, We'll be back after all the races. We'll break everything down for you then. But until next time, thanks for listening to the Bernie Breakdown. Brandon Monroe here. Thanks for listening to the Bernie Breakdown. Remember to keep listening to us on your favorite podcasting platform. And remember to follow us at Bernie Breakdown on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all of our other social media platforms.